I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Dakota and today I'm here with Bryn who traveled with us last month on our casting call to Mount Kilimanjaro. Thanks for being with us today, Bryn. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. We're excited to discuss your adventures and your future adventures that you might have. So to begin, tell us a little about yourself. So I'm 24, just graduated from college a few years ago, working a full-time job, Um, but I've always really enjoyed traveling and being outdoors. So I've been trying to fit that in with the whole full-time job, (laughs) new graduate thing. And I work as a designer and developer, but then I do some content creation and I actually own my own business on the side. So awesome. Does does owning your own business allow you to travel more than I guess if you didn't? (laughs) Not with two other income streams. I'm pretty (laughs) tied down, Um, but it's a way to do the work that I really enjoy doing um, without having to find someone to hire me to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, and you said that um, you're in Seattle, so that's kind of like your home base? Yeah, born and raised. Oh, cool. Where have you traveled recently? Um, I would say, my other than Kilimanjaro, my most recent trips, I studied abroad in Peru, um, okay. actually in the rainforest, so that was really cool. And my dad actually is really into breeding tropical fish, so before... I did that. Um, we collected fish in the Amazon, which was a really unique experience. And then I also spent two months in the Philippines. Okay. So you, you've, you've been a few places. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, your uh, experience on Mount Kilimanjaro here in a sec, but is there any, I guess, any travel experiences that are most memorable to you? I think going... We were staying within Manu National Park in Peru Mm -hmm. um, in a pretty remote location, a research facility that only allows about 40 people at a time. And so it was very remote and we got to see a lot of animals um, because we were right in the rainforest. It was just a very unique experience that I wouldn't have been able to do by myself. Like I had to know someone who knew someone. (laughs) to get me there. So I think that was really cool and an experience that um, I will probably never forget. You mentioned that you um, you did this with your dad. Did you like travel when you were younger a lot or has that been like more recent? Uh, more recent, I would say. My dad and my mom sometimes like traveled for work. So I get to go. Um, my dad studied culinary in Italy. So <laughs> that was a good experience. But other than that, not too much when I was younger. Tell us about last month and your your trip to Africa and your hiking on Mount Kilimanjaro. I found out I was going to Kilimanjaro probably a month before, so around Christmas time, and we left February, like, I left February 3rd or something like that. So it was, I was really nervous before I left um, for, like, the physical challenge and, you know, am I going to make it? And am I going to get sick? Is my family going to be worried? Um, But overall, like, it was a very rewarding experience. A little bit scary because I went into it alone. I didn't know anyone. But, like, everyone was 
so great. And it was just really rewarding to meet the people from Tanzania who were the kindest, just most giving people that I've ever met. And I think like that was the big highlight of the trip was our guides and our porters. Like they really made it what it was. It wasn't necessarily all about, you know, climbing the mountain, which was cool. But um, I think like the most rewarding experience was just meeting all these new people and seeing how selfless they were while we were climbing. Awesome. So you said that you didn't find out till December. How did you end up preparing? (laughs) Um, I, well, I was pretty worried because I mean, I'm, I'm a person who's pretty active, but I wouldn't say like I'm a fitness, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not super fit. So I started going to the gym at like 6 a.m. three times a week doing weightlifting because I knew I was going to bring my giant camera. I knew I was going to have to carry it up the mountain. So I was like, I'm going to need a little bit more arm strength. Um, And then on the weekends or sometimes at night after work, we would do hikes around my area. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Most of our hikes are pretty steep. So I feel like it was a good preparation. Mm Mm-hmm. Was there any way for you to prepare for, I guess, the altitude? No, um, especially because it was in January. We have snow oh, yeah. on all of our mountains, so there's no way to really um, hike high altitude. I did run Ragnar and Aspen last year, mm-hmm. so that was like 8,000 feet, and you go up to like 10,000 when you're running. So I had that experience. I kind of knew how I reacted to altitude, um, but other than that, no. How did the summit day and I guess the whole trek go then without that preparation for altitude? I feel like the first three days were really like a breeze. Like they were a lot easier than I expected. And summit day, well, the, the night before we left, cause we left at like 1 30 AM. Um, I had a super bad migraine, which is pretty normal for me. Um, but I know it was because of the altitude. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like eight out of 10. I was like, I'm not sure I'm even going to be able to go unless this subsides a little, but it did. Um, and then after that, like, I was just so grateful that, you know, I didn't get super nauseous. I didn't feel like it was hard to breathe, but I felt pretty good. So I would say like most of it, like I just felt really positive and grateful to be there. And I really didn't have too many issues except for like a slight headache. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just really, um, it, it was rewarding. And I, I felt really, I, maybe I had a little bit of adrenaline. So maybe that helped. <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems like it could help. Was that your first time in Africa? Yes, yeah. Besides Mount Kilimanjaro, how was the rest of the trip? It was great. I did a safari afterwards by myself. Okay. Um, and that was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, like, I do some photography, so that was, like, photographer's dream, like, so many animals. (laughs) And just, like, in general, like, I found the people to be very nice. I felt really safe, um, and everyone was just really helpful, like, when I had to travel between towns and get around by myself. Um, Yeah, it was all, like, above my expectations. (laughs) That's awesome. You mentioned that you had the people and the porters and guides for your favorite thing. Do you have any other highlights from the the whole trek? I think like every day the guides and the porters in the morning would do like singing and dancing and kind of like get us involved. And I think that was a really positive way to start every day of the trek. 
I could just put everyone in a great mood and that kind of carried on throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I think like my favorite part of the entire trip was probably day two. You kind of hike through this area that's sort of misty and has all these like streams and bridges and waterfalls. And it was just so beautiful. And I just re- like really enjoyed being in that environment and being able to like see all of this natural beauty that especially because it had rained a lot before we went, it was very green and like there were flowers and it was just very beautiful. That sounds amazing. And I've heard from a couple of the other travelers who went on that trip that the every day the landscape kind of changes. You have like your, your rainforest and your, your like yeah. desert, your desert and your moonscapes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to see so many different environments within a short period of time. Well, awesome. It sounds Sounds really fascinating. Any advice for someone going to Mount Kilimanjaro in the future? I would say, like, there's not a great way unless you have one of those fancy altitude masks. There's Mm -hmm. no way you're going to train for 20,000 feet of altitude almost. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was really thankful that I know some people didn't train and they felt okay, but I just felt so much stronger because of even the month of training, like even just a little bit, I felt very strong. And I would also say um, I was a budget shopper for a lot of my gear and, you know, it all worked out for me. So you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on the best gear to make it up. Like you just need your essentials and there's ways to do it that are cheaper than, you know. Yeah. Um, any advice for just, I guess, someone traveling in general out of the country? I know it's kind of scary for a lot of people. I think the biggest thing is to have an open mind. Um, not get too caught up in like what you don't have. Like I know a lot of people sometimes struggle if there's like no AC or, you know, they're just not used to the food or like being able to ask for, you know, certain dietary restrictions. You just have to be really open-minded and realize that you're in a different culture, like time works differently. A lot of times things aren't on like such a strict schedule compared to like the U.S. So you just have to be able to be flexible and just remind yourself that you're learning about a new culture and open yourself up to that during the experience. That's that's great advice, flexibility and being open-minded. So moving on from this trip, I guess, uh, what places are on your bucket list? I'm really into food. And so Japan is like very high on my list right now. Um, But other than that, I'm I'm kind of a spontaneous traveler. (laughs) So I don't usually plan out too much before I leave. Um, I actually would like to see a lot of the U.S. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's something that people don't explore as much. but yeah, no trips planned other than I am flying out to Hawaii today. So oh, <laughs> other than that, other than that. <laughs> awesome. Um, do you, do you have like any travel goals? You said you're spontaneous, but do you have travel goals besides Japan? Uh, I think one of the biggest goals is probably Antarctica, hmm. but it's one of those things that I want to do right. I want to have all the gear to just capture like the beauty of it. So I'm holding off. Um, and hopefully I would maybe not want to go alone. <laughs> yeah, so. I definitely recommend Japan and I hope that you have the opportunity to get there. Thank you. 
Yeah, it was awesome. And for our listeners, where can they find you on social media? My main platform is on Instagram, um, and they can find me. My username is br.yy. Okay. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll put that in the show notes, so in the blog, so people can find you pretty easy. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's um, always a pleasure with our travelers to have them on here. It's been kind of crazy with the travel season right now, but uh, again, I hope that you can get to Japan and, and maybe get to Antarctica also sometime. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.